Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 189, The Feast of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, Year C. The Church's liturgical year is slightly different to the calendar year, by about a month. The last Sunday of the Church liturgical year, that's this Sunday, ends rightly with a celebration of Christ who is the King of Heaven and Earth. Christ has already won the victory over sin and death, and now he is rightfully king of the universe. God's kingdom is established and present among us, now and within us, but it's not yet fully been revealed. At the end of time, all things will be under Christ's feet. Meanwhile, we disciples of Christ are happy to assist in the building up of the kingdom of God by our everyday actions and choices. God's kingdom is one of peace and justice, compassion and love. We yearn for the fullness of this kingdom and rejoice that its foundations are firm and everlasting. Nothing can hold out against the kingdom of God. This is Faith, Hope and Love. the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and divinity, and wisdom and strength and honour. To him belong glory and power for ever and ever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Goodness and faithfulness to all of you on this feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. We've come together for a time of reflection upon the Holy Scriptures. As brothers and sisters in Christ, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries by first recalling our sins and remembering Christ's greater mercy. Lord Jesus, you healed the sick. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgave sinners. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you give us yourself to heal us and bring us strength. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. 
Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, whose will is to restore all things in your beloved Son, the King of the universe, grant, we pray, that the whole creation, set free from slavery, may render your majesty service and ceaselessly proclaim your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the second book of Samuel, chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. The Word of the Lord Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. I rejoiced when I heard them say, Let us go to God's house. And now our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city, strong and compact. It is there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord. For Israel's law it is, there to praise the Lord's name. There were set the thrones of judgment of the house of David. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 12 to 20. Brothers and sisters, give thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. The Father has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers. All things have been created through him and for him. Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in Christ all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. 
Blessed is he who inherits the kingdom of David, our Father. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 23, verses 35 to 43. The leaders scoffed at Jesus, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked Jesus, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord What a perfect gospel to represent the kingship of our Lord, even if it's surprising and thought-provoking. It reveals a stark contrast. A king is ordinarily portrayed sitting in glory on a magnificent golden throne, dressed in fine clothes, with attendants beside him and surrounded by the trappings of his power. But here is Jesus, the king of the universe, ruling from the cross, with no trappings of power except the power of love and self-giving. As a wonderful reflection says, what should the worldly wise do with an unkingly king who flatly refuses to take authority over armies, who will not grant cabinet posts to cronies, who will not even for one day live in a palace, who refuses to hate enemies or plot their downfall? who mixes in common crowds without any sense of royal dignity, who won't have a bodyguard or wear a safety vest, who refuses to play political games or engage in betrayals or backstabbing in order to increase his power, who will not dress in gilded robes or wear a jewelled crown. Oh, indeed, what on earth would the worldly wise do with such an unkingly king? Today is the day when we're asked to turn an idea upside down, to firmly take words such as king and power, strength and victory, and turn the meaning of these things inside out. Christ is our king, the monarch of all things, but he is humble, compassionate. He's a person who never went to university, never wrote a book, never held any public office, had few, if any, friends in high places on earth. His adult life, 
He never travelled too far from his tiny home country, never met anyone much more important than a provincial governor or some foreign wise men. His only crown was a terrible, painful wreath of thorns. His only throne was two crossed planks of wood forming a cross. No earthly court for this king, rather at his right hand and at his left, two dying thieves. It's fitting that the end of the church year declares that Jesus is the king of heaven and earth. The Lord Jesus is the king of the universe. At the end of all things, Christ's universal kingship will be fully revealed. The Lord is rightly the king of our world. He's also the king of our lives, our priorities, our plans, our hopes and our dreams. If only the Lord Jesus would establish his kingdom values in our lives fully now. We long to have our lives transformed by the peace, justice, love and forgiveness that marks his gospel. On this feast of Christ the King, I'm thinking particularly of the complete transformation God has done to our concepts of kingship, power, authority, and even the usual definition of victory or success. Our previous human concepts of these words and meanings are, to put it bluntly, pretty shabby. Not far from the surface, many people have the ingrained belief that power is about domination, having the upper hand over others. It often goes hand in hand with the use or the threat of force. In rather limited human terms, many think that authority is about who can push their point of view the strongest, loudest or longest. Kingship is often considered to be about separation, distance, privilege, prestige, aloofness. Power is often seen to be about winners and losers. It's also considered to be about survival of the fittest. All is fair in love and war and eat or be eaten. So in comes God, and through the life and example of Jesus, God made flesh, totally transforms the meaning and definition of these things. It's such a surprising transformation that one can hardly recognize it as the same thing. And many in this world will never accept or recognize that God's definition of these things is the right one. God with us came down very close to us. He was not at all distant in his authority, but one who lived in our flesh and knew our experiences. He was being there for others, and that's such an important gift and skill for all of us. Time is the most important gift we can give, and it can be given generously. But sometimes work, illness or circumstances hampers our availability to be there for others, but we keep searching for different ways of being present to others in need, whether it's by letters, cards, phone calls, or making a special effort to be around for special events. Jesus sets clear principles on behaviour. We all know the golden rule, that we should be compassionate, forgiving, and so on. We need to love the way Jesus loves setting clear principles in our lives so that we and those around us can be the best selves with our behaviour that makes us fully human and fully alive as God wants. Jesus loves us and wants what is best for us, but that's very different from telling us to do what we like. Jesus sets the example. 
the behaviour our Lord wants us to do, he himself did first. Our Lord did in actions what he said with words. Christ loves us as a parent loves us, not for what we can give back, but simply because we're created in God's image, as are all people, and God loves us. The world cries out for this newly renovated definition of authority, power, victory and kingship, which is more about family and relationships, care, protection and love. Out goes survival of the fittest, and in comes a kingdom of people who ensure that the frail and the weakest members are not left behind, and indeed who are carried along with us if needed on our tough journey as we all walk towards God's house. The kingdom shows us that a truly Christ-like community is discerned by how much the most vulnerable are protected by the strongest. Today we celebrate that we desire more than anything to participate in and hold the true values of Christ, the King and his kingdom, which we joyfully and humbly admit is the true way in all things. To you, Christ our King, We bring before you our lust for power and set it down before your rejection of power. We bring our love of money and place it before your willing poverty. We bring our stubborn pride and set it before your utter humility. We bring our payback mentality and lay it before your mercifulness. We bring our desire for self-glory and place it before your passion for the Father's glory, not yours. We bring our inveterate self-interest and rest it before your self-giving. We bring our vain wisdom and lay it before the folly of your cross. To Jesus, Lord of all heaven and earth, to you be honour, glory and true power and authority for ever and ever. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. God has called us into his kingdom. With confidence we pray. That those who minister in the church may show the spirit of peace and reconciliation desired by Christ. Lord, hear us. That those who are called to govern locally and nationally may always seek the good of every person. Lord, hear us. That the sick and those in any kind of distress may find comfort in the cross of Christ. Lord, hear us. 
that Christ may always be at the centre of the decision-making of this community. Lord, hear us. For life-giving and renewing rain to all the areas in need. Lord, hear us. In thanksgiving for all the blessings received and prayers answered. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that they may now rejoice forever in Christ's kingdom and have the fullness of life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. God of the universe, Christ who is King of heaven and earth, we ask you to hear these prayers and those unspoken prayers of our hearts. Lead us, Father, to the eternal kingdom where Jesus is Lord for ever and ever. Amen. As we offer you, O Lord, the sacrifice by which the human race is reconciled to you, we humbly pray that your Son himself may bestow on all nations the gifts of unity and peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you anointed your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, with the oil of gladness, as eternal priest and King of all creation, so that by offering himself on the altar of the cross, as a spotless sacrifice to bring us peace, he might accomplish the mysteries of human redemption, and making all created things subject to his rule, he might present to the immensity of your majesty an eternal and universal kingdom, a kingdom of truth and life, a kingdom of holiness and grace, a kingdom of justice, love and peace. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. The Lord sits as King for ever. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Let us pray. Having received the food of immortality, we ask, O Lord, that glorifying in obedience to the commands of Christ, the King of the universe, we may live with him eternally in his heavenly kingdom, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. My heartfelt thanks to you for your participation in this time of reflection, prayer and praise. And this ends the church year of year C. Next week we begin year A with the celebration of the first Sunday of Advent. Please join us then for that. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and revised 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, the Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, from Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Jeffrey M. Ofstrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love Hymn in Memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996, Updated lyrics by Paul Kelly and Stephen Kelk, arranged and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.